0: Coming at you live from the try hard edginess of a post South Park world, it's Cartoon Night in Canada. Hey, what you watching? of Cartoon Night in Canada, a nostalgic journey to dig through decades of animation to find the good, the bad, and the just plain weird of Canadian cartoons. I'm your co-host, Chris Lucy Antonio.
1: And I'm your co-host, Sylvie Kettles.
0: And how are you doing this week, Sylvie? Uh,
1: I was doing okay. I was doing okay.
0: Oh? Then what happened?
1: Oh, well then this show happened, but it feels a little early to hop into that. How are you doing, Chris?
0: Oh, I was doing okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, just Okay
0: oh yeah just okay but uh things keep getting in the way of just feeling okay life uh uh employment issues uh things of that nature and also the bitter reality of doing a podcast where sometimes when you set a goal for yourself you have to deal with the doldrums of that goal
1: yeah yeah we we really did do this one to ourselves huh
0: yep uh, this is our fault this is our fault because uh you know, it's so easy to write off uh certain aspects of an entire like an entire picture of a nation's animated history. We could have. We absolutely could have because uh God knows the world did.
1: Yeah, no one was going to call us out for forgetting this one.
0: No, no. Uh but I mean, I I think I'd feel bad. Would you? Because I have memories, not not none good and nothing like uh, nothing vivid. Like I have no strong opinions one way or the other, but nevertheless, I knew that this the show today existed. So that would always nag me as like the uh, completionist that I am.
1: Okay, so so this is fine, but when I brought up that we're going to have to talk about Cleo the Misfit Unicorn one day, you immediately vetoed it and that's somehow fine.
0: I don't recall vetoing it.
1: I believe the words were uh that feels like one we're going to skip.
0: I mean, I said that feels like one we're going to skip and I would describe this show also as that feels like one we're going to skip, <laughs> but God knows we're doing it. So
1: Okay, so you lied to me.
0: I bent the truth. Okay. Yes, that that feels right. I can't wait for me to tell my kids that. <laughs>
1: You uh, will have to face the music one day.
0: One day, one day, uh, we will watch whatever the fuck the Cleo thing is.
1: But that day is not today.
0: That day is not today. Um, perhaps we should begin here before we get into the show proper, because um, I think this is where we started. When this is where we always start when we do a uh, Cartoon Night in Canada After Dark episode, where uh-huh. we, where what we once again uh, penetrate. <laughs> the deep, dark crevices of adult animation in Canada.
1: Oh, I get it, because sex.
0: Yes, because sex. Um, you got to get into the mindset of uh, many of these shows in order to talk about them.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: I feel like there was a point in my life where this show would have responded, the show that we're talking about today would have resonated to a degree, because much like everyone going through their early preteen years, I was very edgy. Mm-hmm. I was one to describe myself like, well, I kind of got a black sense of humor. You know, like, I got a dark sense of humor. Yeah. Like you normally just really wouldn't get it.
1: Like, oh my God, I'm so morbid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, hey, guess what? 9-11. <laughs>
1: I definitely had friends who were like, I'm like a total psychopath. Like, and that's cool.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I, they don't think like me. You, yeah. like, you watch the news and go, I can't believe that happened. I watch the news and go like, hmm, typical.
1: <laughs> They deserve that.
0: Yeah, so um this is a good so, assholes. P- yes. We were we were all assholes at the that age and thankfully many of us grew out of it. Uh if you, you can tell by uh how well the ratings of South Park still are today that some people didn't.
1: Well, and the fact that there's always going to be like a new wave of edgy tweens and teens that follow. Yeah. Yes. Like, we like we never we never actually get out of that phase. We're like, oh, the, the population has grown up and matured. It's like, no, there were, there were other kids right behind them, just waiting to slot in and also not understand what's going on with their minds or bodies.
0: Kids will always be shit heels. Yeah, but it's part thank of the God, process. But part of that aging, the, the part of the aging process, is finally scraping that shit off your heels and becoming a relatively well-adjusted person who, you know what, can understand when. When humor goes too far or is inappropriate or offensive, not to be joke police here, but sometimes you just kinda of sound like a dick.
1: Yeah. Some like we we get really hung up on the idea of a dark sense of humor and kind of forget that sometimes you're just being an asshole. Sometimes you're just looking at someone who's already having a shitty day and then making that shitty day worse.
0: To almost exclusively entertain yourself.
1: Yeah. Like you're not doing it for anyone else.
0: Yes, it's and just for uh you. Yeah, and speaking of shitty humor that's not for anybody else. It, Something's
1: wrong with that kid. It, <sighs> don't like you never did. It, You'd better not cross his path!
0: Well, today we are begrudgingly taking a look at Kevin Spencer, which was created by Greg Lawrence and aired on CTV and Comedy Network between October 1998 and November of 2008. Ten whole years of Kevin Spencer.
1: That is a decade.
0: A the decade of Kevin Spencer. We were all just living in it, and we didn't even realize.
1: What a fucking era.
0: I know, right? We'll get into that. Um, The show was produced by Atomic Productions out of Ottawa and ran for eight seasons, lasting 112 episodes.
1: That's just enough for syndication.
0: Which is not even counting the Macromedia Flash Shorts produced by Mondo Media for something called the Burly Bear Network. There has been a lot of Kevin Spencer, and despite... Listener, you scratching your head and wondering what the fuck is Kevin Spencer? There's been a lot of it.
1: Kevin Spencer.
0: Well, how do you describe Kevin Spencer? Um, Not the character, the show.
1: Okay, I was okay. I had a description for the character, but uh, I want to say the obvious is wants to be South Park.
0: At least cut from the same cloth or sharing a lot of DNA with South Park.
1: Yeah. Like if if they're not they're not clones, they are like first cousins though.
0: Perhaps kissing cousins. We don't know.
1: That's certainly the joke that they would make.
0: I mean, they did both air on the Comedy uh, Network and probably were the most highly profiled and watched animated shows on the Comedy Network.
1: That's really fucking tragic.
0: Yes, but um, the whole plot of kevin spencer is it follows uh the spencer family kevin percy and anastasia who are all mutually abusive alcoholic drug addicted degenerates who mostly engage in illicit activities and crimes to fuel their addictions yeah
1: that's the show
0: the whole show is purported to be some you know uh fourth like 4D chess satire of the way that Canada treats the people on the lower rungs of society, uh, where it's putting a very unflattering mirror up to the material conditions of their existence. But also look at these, look, as you said, look at these pores. Yeah. Look at these poor struggle and do drugs and act degenerately.
1: Yeah. Like it, it wears the hat. It wears the satire hat, cap. And goes, no, you don't understand. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not actually making fun of these people, but then proceeds to spend the entirety of every episode mocking these people.
0: Like a, a typical Kevin Spencer joke would be: Kevin, the uh, the main character, who is a fourteen-year-old uh, uh, cough syrup addicted alcoholic sociopath.
1: According to the opening,
0: the like the a typical Kevin Spencer joke would be after slamming a whole case of Jack and Daniels, go like, Kevin wondered if he should engage in violence at this moment. He felt like that would be a really fu- uh, really terrible thing to do, to uh, take out his inner frustrations on an innocent bystander. Then he realized he's a fucked up, drug addicted, alcoholic person. So of course that's what he would do. Yep. Play laugh track here and we're out.
1: Well, you say play laugh track, um, but I was just noticed in the... Original shorts that you sent. It does literally have a laugh track.
0: I mean, it has a laugh track, and that's the only production value that it had.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So for today's episode, we took a look at season two, episode 12, The Potted Goose, which involves uh, the, again, 14 year old Kevin Spencer having an overdose and getting rid of his imaginary friend, Alan the Magic Goose, who encourages him to engage in antisocial behavior.
1: So. Alan, the magic goose, spends the rest of the episode trying to find a new mind to inhabit. And Kevin finds that without his magical goose, he is no longer very, um, what's the word? Confident? Assertive? Assertive, yeah. And so he starts getting the shit kicked out of him in school.
0: Yes, uh, his uh enabling imaginary friend was indeed his confidence.
1: Yeah. So, classic... A classic episode breakdown of just like these a a breakup episode if you will yes they they, these two bonded characters decide no we actually hate each other fuck you and they separate but then realize that they are nothing without the other and then they rejoin in their their codependent little little pod
0: so i feel like there are two things that are going to dominate this conversation um one is the style of humor and the overall, um, the, the overall mood of the show, mm-hmm. which uh, I would describe as try-hard edginess. Yeah. And the other uh, dominating conversation would be why it looked like that. Hey, Chris. Yes?
1: Why it looked like that?
0: Well, if we're going to start here, um, this show is produced through Flash Animation. And while flash animation is just a tool that can create incredible uh, bits of moving images.
1: This is this, just an example of that.
0: This show, much like the early seasons of South Park, I wonder why, is going for a cutout technique. Where almost everything looks like it's made out of cardboard construction pa- or construction paper. All of the motion is very rough and stick looking, uh, stiff looking. And there's just this awkward flatness which really limits the kind of expressiveness of any motion, emotion, or animation going on.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a a show constructed purely out of keyframes.
0: At least from the the early seasons. Uh, Like I said, this is a season two, episode 12 um, episode. So they were still... They they were still getting the hang of it, uh, but by season eight, it wouldn't get much better.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Because why improve?
0: Change. Why improve on a perfect formula?
1: Why improve when you've always looked terrible?
0: Yeah. Um. God, it's also just kind of an eyesore. Uh, like the the colors are so bright and flat. Like there's no definition to anything.
1: Yeah, this was definitely one of those, like, it was, it has the exact palette of, like, the default MS Paint color palette. Like, you you open open up MS Paint, and these colors are available. Like, that shitty orange is just slapped from that bar. Yep. I want to say, like, the only colors that you couldn't just have, right, without, like, futzing around, is, like, the peachy flesh tone they use.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there like there there's that whole idea of the colors being so uh so basic that we can like we can pull them from the tools that are like are on our own computers. Yeah. But also all of the line work is so simple. Like all I've like, all...
1: seen pieces drawn with a mouse that look more put together than this.
0: And this is a this is such a bullshit critique uh because it doesn't mean anything to say this, but also I could draw this show. Yeah. I am not an artist, but I can draw this show. And sure. Kevin Spencer was not trying to, was not trying to be a Miyazaki film. It was trying oh. to be Kevin Spencer. This is yeah, how it no, looks they, like.
1: In, in no way did they want it to look fantastic.
0: This is how exactly, this is exactly how they wanted it to look. And it yeah. looks like shit. Yeah.
1: It's one of those like, yeah, I get it, it was a stylistic choice. Uh, But I'm still gonna call you a dumbass for it.
0: Like uh, even the early episodes of South Park when uh, that were being produced, like you know, over a six day period, and very again very early uh, use of the flash animation tools, it looked better than this.
1: Yep.
0: It had more. It had more uh, detail. It had more definition. It had more expressiveness in the animation.
1: Yeah, I want to say this show has like maybe two facial expressions per character.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. If that.
1: If that, yeah. And you just have to sort of work with, just pick whichever of the two expressions is more like what the character is feeling right now.
0: And, like, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of, like, the animation, um, obviously it's purposely using uh, very cheap cheap techniques to kind of under, to, to like, undercut the very, like, shittiness of it. Like it's, it's going for, uh, it's going for what looks like, uh, like drag and drop and, um, drag and drop assets and very awkward, uh, like non-movement for everything because like that, that's all by design.
1: Yeah.
0: I just hate that design. (laughs) I just hate that design.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not a good look. It's not fun. It's not engaging. Like, I'm and, bored.
0: Yes, uh, n- nothing aesthetically can rouse you from like just letting this, th- letting uh, the the show's humor wash over you like it, like a sewage, uh, li- like sewage backup.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's the show is ugly on multiple levels aesthetically and in terms of its personal philosophy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Philosophically ugly visually
0: ugly it's ugly on the inside and on the out. yeah
1: it sounds hideous
0: yes uh shout outs to uh the like maybe four voice actors working on it
1: yeah like uh, we
0: have we have greg lawrence the creator uh voicing the narrator who uh speaks for kevin who is mute as well as uh percy his father Yep. Yeah. who is doing a bang up job as annoying drunk guy
1: yeah i've definitely met i've met guys like percy's like percy
0: and then i i don't have the uh, wait here's a cast right here uh i don't know who's doing anastasia but good on you i assume sir
1: oh definitely a guy
0: no it's uh thomason langlands which probably a woman uh
1: and then we've also got mike wetmore and kevin spencer
0: yeah it's uh it's just grading. Yeah, like looking at the show hurts my eyes. Listening to the show hurts my ears.
1: Yeah, it's all around bad. Okay, Thomas and Langlands is a woman, yes.
0: <laughs> Who apparently also worked on the storyboarding uh, of the show.
1: See that—that that almost makes it a little endearing.
0: That it was like an all—like everything was done in-house.
1: No, that it's like it's intentionally unprofessional. Like you're having your animators do voice acting, and you have like, like people just slotting in to fill whatever role needs to be filled.
0: I I it's assume
1: almost yeah. charming.
0: Like I assume that it was almost exactly like um the early days of South Park. It's where I can't believe we are making a show right now. Yeah, like we have funding from a network. Uh, let's Crazy. just l- let's just do it. Like uh, let's just throw ourselves into it. Uh, we and spend as little money as possible.
1: They sure did.
0: Yeah, they sure did not spend money. Do
1: you? Did, were you able to dig up any figures?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> Are you I kidding me? <laughs> I was. Uh, I was able to find one anecdote uh, about the creation of the show. Uh, a quote by Greg Lawrence, which uh, really shows you where the Canadian animation industry was at the time, as well share. as as well as uh, what kind of person he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is what he recalled about the creation of kevin spencer or like the pitch of kevin spencer we did a stick figure drawing on typewriter paper and handed it into a studio and they gave us money end of anecdote
1: put that on a fucking t-shirt
0: like if you want to if you want any indication that the industry was not well
1: there it is
0: i before we started recording uh sylvie mentioned that like well, this really made me appreciate Sons of Butcher.
1: <laughs> no, I did not say appreciate. I said it makes me more willing to be kinder to it.
0: Okay, more willing to be kinder to Sons of Butcher, whatever. Yeah. But remember the endearing and charming story of them pitching the Teletoon? Yeah. I don't get that same feeling from this.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Sons of Butcher has the, like, we just, we really wanted to make it a show. And we like we were just having fun and this Kevin Spencer is more like I don't know, give us money and make a show.
0: Uh here, here is our here here is our premise uh, scribbled on a cocktail napkin. Yeah. Can we get a network deal, please?
1: Yes, thank you. That was easy. Expect expect 8 seasons. I I
0: have a, I have a lot of friends in the industry who Often and rightfully so, complain about how difficult it is to get your foot in the door. Like
1: oh, for sure.
0: Like the Canadian film and media industry is a sealed fortress that only like only the people who are in the know or know somebody can walk through that door with with any confidence.
1: Well, and fuck, even if you uh, are in the know, you can still get shafted like really easily.
0: Exactly. Uh, like, it's.
1: I, I know a. Uh... I know a guy, a comedian, who uh, used to write for uh, the Rick Mercer Report. And, uh, I mean, once that show was canceled, he was basically, like, fully out of a job. And he's a really funny guy and just didn't matter where he went. He just couldn't get anything. And then COVID happened, too.
0: Yeah, so it's it's grim. It's always been grim. But thankfully... We're not just giving TV deals to people with stick figure drawings anymore.
1: On typewriter paper.
0: And of course, you know what? That might be a uh, self-deprecating joke, as uh, Kevin Spencer is wont to do. I don't care. It makes you sound like an asshole.
1: Yeah, it's... It's not charming.
0: Speaking of not charming, let's let's talk a bit about the humor.
1: Should we talk about Alan?
0: What's to talk about with Alan? The magic goose who lives in Kevin's head and tells him to do bad things.
1: Um... Well, he he sure he sure does do uh, another black scent. Weird, huh? Yeah. That's
0: that's a th- th- that's an idea.
1: Yeah, and uh, isn't a duck.
0: No, no, he's a goose, and he, and if you tell him that, he he will threaten to kill you.
1: Yeah, that's. <laughs>
0: now, we mentioned that this was uh like originally produced through Mondo Media or like the original very shitty shorts were uh, produced through Mondo Media to an extent, and mm-hmm. it makes those shows look like the most sophisticated humor imaginable. That's it. I think so. Like I I I feel like this try-hard edginess that's going on in the show makes fucking Happy Tree Friends look like some BBC highfalutin comedy.
1: Honestly, I don't think anything will make Happy Tree Friends look even halfway decent to me i'm sorry
0: i mean uh gun to the head kevin spencer a happy tree friends
1: kevin spencer
0: oh it's not okay. even close interesting yeah but i mean again they're cut from the same kind of uh, absolutely they're, they're cut from the same kind of edgy cloth um
1: yeah. yeah they they definitely come from the same fucked up family tree
0: but this is a uh, like a particularly egregious example of it yeah, where I suppose, uh, because it goes so far into this idea of, uh, pushing buttons and really highlighting, really, really highlighting the bad behaviors of society, it feels like like a joke in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So you can't take it that seriously, but also it's not funny.
1: Exactly, like it's so easy to just be like, oh well, it's just like a. A, a mi- i'm holding a mirror to society and it's like okay and it's going laugh please
0: Yeah, Sp- kevin spencer he's 14 years old he's addicted to cop syrup he gets into fights he hates his parents
1: he he's a sociopath
0: he loves violence and suffering uh-huh
1: he, he's going on a on a new year's eve bender with his dad
0: they they go to a clan rally
1: by accident
0: by accident, because they were trying to steal the booze. Because that—that's how—that's how low on the societal totem pole they are.
1: Yeah, they're—they're they're even lower than the KKK. They,
0: like there, there's degenerates, there's skids, and then there's the Kevin Spencer family.
1: Oh shit.
0: <laughs> I, okay, I just had this note. Uh, not to go back to the aesthetics, but like, Dude. I just had this note in my notes that says, "Man, I know it's not there, but I can fucking see the web player in the corner." <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 You can absolutely see like the sidebar with like weird pop-up ads.
0: I, I, I can see the uh the like a cutout image of Kevin Spencer's model filling up with a percentage bar. Yeah. Between scenes.
1: Yeah, because each scene has to load in individually. Um everything's in like three minute segments. <laughs> Whew.
0: It's weird how this didn't make me nostalgic for that era. No. Because I am nostalgic for that era.
1: Yeah, it, it should be very easy.
0: I will I will happily go back and watch all of the Dr. Tran shorts all over again.
1: I never watched those.
0: I'm sure they don't hold up, but at the time, I, th- I felt they were the peak of comedy.
1: That was fucking, yeah. Uh, I... I could probably watch the decline of video games for with the same, same reaction. Like just, oh, that's that didn't hold up. But man, I remember being a stupid little kid.
0: Yeah, but never mind that uh, nostalgia for early webtoon players. Uh, Here's a gag of teenage Percy pushing a kid in the wheelchair down the steps. Laugh. And like. This is the, uh, the the pitfall of most try-hard edgy humor, is where it's like, it's just like because of how hard it is trying to be edgy, it's not funny, it's more sad.
1: It is. It, it has the exact same, uh, it does remind me of yet another asshole I went to high school with, different from the other ones I've brought up in the past.
0: It's so um, fascinating how you've held on to all this when I've just completely blocked out all those people from my memories.
1: Yeah. It's it's the brainworms. I can't rem- I can't forget anything except for stuff I need to remember. <laughs> um but this guy was like obsessively edgy and it was well known that he would just go up to you and tell just a random dead baby joke. That was that was his bread and butter. And then he would look you dead in the eyes and be like, right? your name here," <laughs> and that was his bit. That was just this guy's shtick. And Kevin Spencer gives off the exact same vibe. Yes. Like Kevin Spencer is looking you, you, the audience member, right in the eye and going, "Right."
0: Yeah it's it's playing a um, it's playing a game of envelope pushing with its with its audience where it's desperately hoping that you're on the same wavelength. Of- of it, so you can give it a bit of the like a, a bit of benefit that's coming from the, like the right place with these jokes. Mm-hmm. But I don't care whether or not um, the writers of Kevin Spencer had their heart in the right place or whether they really believe anything. I'm just not finding any of it to be funny.
1: It's just not. I
0: know humor is subjective. Don't forget about that. <laughs> I don't care. I, we're talking about this what, isn't funny. Yeah, we're talking about what our uh, reaction to it was and. Uh, Alan the Magic Goose uh, invading the mind of a senile old woman who thinks that he's Rudolph Valentino. Sure. I'm I'm not laughing, but sure.
1: Like, I thought that them teaming up would have gotten a chuckle out of me. I thought, okay, okay, like, he's looking for the most depraved, drug-addled souls he can find, and he finds this little old lady with Alzheimer's. This could be, like mildly funny and then it just wasn't
0: yeah and speaking of that it's it points to what my like main issue is with the writing is that i feel like the writers of kevin spencer are so desperate to let the audience know that they themselves are intelligent and that they're merely they're they're merely like uh, stepping through this uh fucked up uh, mirror to society and not actually like embracing or doing anything interesting with it yeah, because sometimes it can be the show can be so overwritten. Like, for example, when uh, Alan, the magic goose uh, inspects this old woman's brain, this is this is a verbatim what he says. It's just a tiny neuro meatball marinating in a sumptuous synaptic stew of diuretics and Alzheimer's medication. Yeah. And th- good job, yeah. uh, writers, for sticking all that in there. But also shut up.
1: Yeah, like it's <laughs> again try hard. It 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 comes down to them wanting to like hold up hold up a little sign that goes no, but actually like we're really smart.
0: And like uh, you mentioned the the joke of Kevin Spencer being beaten up by the debate team. Yeah. And oh my god,
1: just... he, this guy said that his favorite uh, existential writer was Jean Paul Sartre.
0: Like hello, does Kierkegaard ring any bells or or, or Nietzsche? Nietzsche like yeah yeah, i get it you know who those people are
1: congrats
0: you can name a couple existential philosophers and you found a way to sneak them into your script about the drug-addled 14 year old
1: yeah
0: then they do it again they just repeat the joke with uh the greatest nuclear scientist uh, being oppenheimer instead of enrico Ferney.
1: yeah that's the joke (laughs) i
0: i was kind of fascinated uh to begin with with um Spencer not being a talking character and the narrator also voiced by Greg Lawrence uh kind of like expressing all of his thoughts for the audience and all the other characters.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting idea.
0: But then the narrator starts doing that for all the characters. Yeah. Like and,
1: I Yeah, it's not it's not special anymore.
0: No, it's like that was a, like that was an interesting kind of gimmick where uh, this incredibly messed up character that is like supposed to be the the central focus of the show, Kevin Spencer, mm-hmm. uh, is unable to express himself and has to like and is only expressed through the the whole kind of structuring medium of the television show. For sure, that that could be an interesting commentary, but also it's just to tell jokes. It's just
1: it's just so that they can do the little lamp shading. <laughs> Gosh, aren't these people buck wild? Oh,
0: also, also. It's so we don't have to. We That's one less mouth to animate. Exactly. That's one less mouth to animate.
1: Man, you know how many frames you can save when all you have to do is hold a still shot of <laughs> a neutral face of a character while the narrator just tells you what is going on in their head?
0: Uh, 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 it's a still shot, but also we need uh, two frames of him. No, three frames of him lighting up a cigarette. That's it. Because yeah. they, they do that a lot. <laughs> Yep. A lot of the show is just a close up on Spencer, Kevin Spencer's dead eyes as he lights up a cigarette. <sighs> we had a fun time with this one.
1: I, I, I can't even fuck around. I didn't.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was so bored. Like that is. This is the first time I've been genuinely bored watching a show for this podcast.
0: I felt like while watching it, uh, the this very specific uh, early flash flat and aesthetic would, uh, would charm me mm-hmm. because despite uh, me not liking anything that's going on in terms of the writing or the humor, like the, the very simple motions and, and movements kind of take me back to a place where like, yeah, sometimes this is a, uh, this qualified as a show and that's, that can be charming, but it wasn't here.
1: Yeah. I just, All I can think of looking at this is like, I think of those kids at home making little stop motion projects with their Legos. (laughs) And I just think, man could have given one, one of those eight year olds money and we would have gotten a better show.
0: Possibly like the it's, it's possible. Uh, of course, they wouldn't have uh, some of the more intelligent uh, references that Kevin Spencer tries to throw in there to like, remind you that they're smart.
1: Like when Kevin dies, and instead of the devil, he in hell, he goes to purgatory and he meets Dante.
0: Yes, uh, Dante Alighieri. Uh, just so you know that uh, the, the the writers of Kevin Spencer know who Dante Alighieri we and are, We are have,
1: intellectuals.
0: Have, have probably read uh, it, uh, Inferno, so... Good on them.
1: Yay.
0: I don't know, man. This was, uh... and I again,
1: know. I know it... what to do.
0: What are you doing? I hear you, you typing. What are you doing?
1: Yeah. You, you. You. go ahead. You go ahead with what you were gonna say.
0: Uh, no, I'm nervous. Um, I don't know. I felt. I feel like there possibly was potential here. Uh, in the premise, maybe like. Here is a family of out of control skids who only who like revel in their own degeneracy. That could be funny, but also it's just the tone is completely off. Yeah, I I just I just feel numb by it. Maybe if it was funnier, maybe if some of the jokes were better or like the plot was better told because maybe this had something to do with you feeling so bored. The plot never feels like it's going anywhere.
1: Yeah, like even the whole plot of Alan the magical goose finding the old lady and them going on like some hijinks together, and it just like keeps starting and stalling.
0: Yeah, I never felt like there was any structure to anything.
1: It doesn't really go anywhere. Um, so I'm I'm happy to report that there is a single Kevin Spencer fan fiction. Fuck um, you could. <laughs>
0: You are so fucking desperate to have this become a recurring bit on the show.
1: Uh, I d- am not desperate because it's it's just happening.
0: Oh, hold on. Uh, the 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 conversation's kind of lulled a bit. Let's uh take a report from Sylvie's fan fiction corner.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: There's one. Great. There's
1: one. It is Kevin X Allen.
0: Of fucking course it would be. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Sylvie. We are all worse for knowing that now.
1: You're welcome. Back to you, Chris.
0: God damn it. <laughs> I'll
1: stop doing it when it stops being funny.
0: Hey, if you if you can't uh, make yourself laugh, um, what's the point? And that's the Kevin Spencer philosophy. Exactly. Because apparently I'm just assuming only the people on the writing team are laughing because I sure as hell was not. I
1: mean, somebody had to be laughing at this show for it to get eight seasons. <sighs> somebody somewhere.
0: That's a... Uh, That's an unfortunate statistic Um, with, you know, 113 completed half hour episodes. According to IMDb, it is the longest running animated comedy in Canada. There we go. So
1: our national pride.
0: So despite us being so checked out right now and talking about it, we technically have to because this is a milestone series. Ugh. Like, we felt the need to talk about Reboot, because it's revolutionary. It's the first CGI animated show, like, half-hour show, to hit network television. That's important.
1: But it also fucking rips, is the difference.
0: But, but, this show is equally, if not more important, because it lasted longer.
1: Fuck you. (laughs) How dare you.
0: Also, also, it is the longest-running half-hour sitcom in Canadian television history. I am just hoping that uh Bell Media and Crave never stop giving the creators of Letter Kenny money because Please. that this they need to beat it.
1: We we, we really need a win here.
0: I, I need you guys, I need Jared Kiso of Letter Kenny to start doing 12 episodes a season. Because fuck <laughs> we cannot let Kevin Spencer keep this accolade.
1: Absolutely not.
0: I am serious as a heart attack right now. This cannot stand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so uh,
1: so what, what memories do you have of watching this show?
0: None. None? Uh, I knew it existed. I caught a couple episodes, but outside of the fact that this was a show that occasionally showed uh, very shitty looking flat 2D flash animation nudity. Uh-huh. As well as the show, one of the few shows I saw that had fuck uncensored.
1: I did notice that.
0: This, this was just a show I didn't care for because I would watch it and go like, this looks like shit. Why, why would I want to keep watching this? Wow. And also, um, one actually specific memory is, because yeah, when you're, uh, when you're, you know, 13, 14, 15, you like to stay up really late just to show that you can. Yeah. That's a little personal bit of rebellion you can do against your parents that only really hurts you in the long run.
1: That's, it's just a little treat.
0: And when the show was like, kind of officially off syndication, you better believe they still played ep- like episodes at like 4 or 3 a.m. Of course. Just that's, slotted that's really, in there.
1: That's really the time block it deserves.
0: When, much like the characters it portrays, everyone is in the middle of an dangerous alcohol binge and are hating their life. Exactly. Kevin Spencer. Spencer. just Just starts emanating from their television. They're like, wow, it could be so much worse, huh?
1: Yeah. It could be... Kevin fucking Spencer. I really Is, hope none it, of the writers for this show. I hope that all the writers for this show, like moved on and did better things.
0: Actually, speaking of which, uh, the main creative force, um, Greg Lawrence, uh, who, who for all intents and purposes, this was his show.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, he eventually started working, like he got a bunch of television, uh, work, uh, throughout the 2010s, uh, Never really like uh, n- never really was a main creative force on a show again, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, like uh, you know he he worked on Crash Canyon, the uh, the television series, uh, the Teletoon series, mm-hmm. uh, almost genius, Mother Up, um, so yeah, he's getting around, he's doing fine. Uh, certainly, he, like fr- from what I understand, has never attempted to reboot Kevin Spencer,
1: and that is the kindest thing you can say. I, like. If,
0: Let That Thing Die. Uh, It had a better run than almost any other adult animated show we've covered. This is the longest running adult animated show we will ever cover.
1: I think it's the longest running show we've covered.
0: Ten seasons, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Canadian animation doesn't usually get this kind of run. Yeah. But when you're producing it for fucking pennies, you know.
1: And the money is on the screen. The money is on the
0: screen, you better fucking believe that
1: this the budget of this show is a shoestring and
0: a spitball held together with spit, prayer and a dead baby joke the kevin spencer dream baby <laughs> actually i'm just going to um i'm just going to go back through our archive here for a second let's let's look at the uh, cuz the the running joke of this show has been man we've We've gotten a bunch of shitty uh, adult animated shows. We can't find a good one. Yeah.
1: Have, so, have, have we found
0: a good one yet? So uh, let, let me do a little experiment um, called, Is This Show Better Than Kevin Spencer?
1: Okay. Okay. I like <laughs> so,
0: this. So episode two, TV. Uh, I'm going to say Better
1: Than Kevin Spencer.
0: I'm going to say Better Than Kevin Spencer.
1: Because it's got Danko Jones.
0: It's got Danko Jones. It's got a great soundtrack. It's uh, the animation, despite being ugly is interesting
1: yeah because it's something to look at
0: uh corner gas animated
1: uh slightly better than kevin spencer
0: i'm gonna say fully better than kevin spencer because (laughs) at least that knows what it is
1: yes and at least that one had like jokes that didn't make me want to like look over my shoulder to make sure no one was watching me watch this show
0: but weirdly i feel corner gas animated is more cynical (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just as existence is more cynical than anything Kevin Spencer can muster in his Dark Little Soul. Yes. Odd Job Jack.
1: Better than Kevin Spencer.
0: Oh, fucking, that's, uh, that that is a, like, 90s produced Disney film.
1: Yeah, this is a, uh, it's, I'd say that one's a little closer, but still better.
0: Oh, Sons of Butcher. I think we already better talked
1: about it. Better than that. Kevin Spencer.
0: Now here's the hardest one because I also agree with that because I'm the number one fan of John yes. the Butcher. Yes,
1: you
0: are. Here's the really hard one: John Callahan's quad.
1: Ooh, ooh. I'm
0: now. I'm genuinely wondering here. Which would I rather look at?
1: Yeah, that that's actually a hard call.
0: Which one do I admire more?
1: Which one do I hate less?
0: Which one can I give the benefit of the fucking doubt to? I don't know. Uh, know.
1: I'm gonna say I would rather watch Quads because that has Terry Hawks in it.
0: There we are. Yeah. Like, that's solid logic.
1: Yep. It's a a very close game.
0: Huh. Well, our batting average for uh, adult-centric animation remains relatively low.
1: I yeah
0: (laughs) we had the one good one which was sons of butcher (laughs) yep you'll never take that away from me i will
1: never i wouldn't want to because i'm not an asshole
0: you're not a kevin spencer fan
1: why would i why would i take your joy away from you chris
0: any anything make you laugh from this cartoon today um Ryan. Hmm. Sounds like you're thinking really hard. That's weird. It's a comedy yeah. show. It should there should be so many jokes.
1: Um, um
0: Did did you laugh when uh, Kevin Spencer beats up the mortician because he thought he was gonna try something fruity with him? No. That didn't okay, I didn't make you laugh. Um Uh
1: and that's not the mortician, that's a pathologist.
0: Oh, it sounds like you were right for Kevin Spencer. You really wanted to know that you knew that you really wanted me to know you knew the right term.
1: Well, you didn't. <laughs> so, uh,
0: did, when the uh, debate team was beating up Kevin Spencer, did the sign behind them that says "No Dry Humping in Bleachers" make you laugh?
1: I I noted that sign. It did not make me laugh.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, Percy's T-shirt, which is, has a Y two complaint pointing down to his cock, did that make you laugh?
1: I don't understand. That one?
0: Do you you know the? uh, You know the
1: Y two k compliant.
0: Compliant. Oh, okay. okay. I I thought I said complaint. No. Because I wasn't paying attention.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was because this joke fucking this shirt confused me so deeply that I couldn't stop staring at it.
0: Do you remember the uh? Do do you remember the show Squidbillies? No. Uh, It's the Adult Swim show about uh, the hillbilly squid family. Um. That ran for like 13, 14 seasons until okay. uh, the main voice actor was outed as a racist.
1: Good for him.
0: Um, there, there's a running joke with the main character, Early Kyler, uh, where he's got a bunch of trucker hats, which have a bunch of body uh, references and uh, wordplay on them. And it's just the same joke with this guy's t shirts. So apparently like you look at any other episodes, he's got a, a fun little saying on his t shirt that uh, that they got from a boardwalk.
1: Hilarious.
0: The man, the legend. Okay. Um, Y2K compliant
1: means hardware, software, firmware, or other systems or processes that correctly manage, calculate, compare, and sequence data Mm -hmm. into the 20th and 21st centuries without human intervention.
0: So it means that after Y2K, his dick will still work?
1: Yes. Okay. I, I guess that means it's compatible with the 21st century.
0: I can see somebody maybe somewhere per- potentially having a good old chuckle at that.
1: Yeah, like some software engineer is like.
0: <laughs> well, I mean this this episode that we're talking about, uh, I don't think we mentioned it because we are just kind of off our game today for understandable reasons. Uh, aired in April fourth,
1: nineteen
0: ninety nine. So, okay. Y two K was a fresh idea. Yeah. All oh, right, and this uh, this this episode takes place during New Year's.
1: Yeah, so this is, like, the start of 99.
0: No, it would be the start of 2000. Oh, okay. Huh. I guess,
1: okay, I guess, I guess the shirt joke makes sense, then.
0: For the time, it's actually a very clever pun about his dick working properly.
1: 2000
0: After the Y2K crash that didn't happen, you fucking idiots.
1: Yeah, well, this aired in April of 99. They didn't know it wasn't gonna happen.
0: Oh, they didn't know it was gonna happen, but you know, that potent- the potential uh catastrophe of it did of it happening just made the Kevin Spencer writers going like fucking idiots, this isn't gonna happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, they make the joke about it, but then also like nothing has changed in this and you know new what? year.
0: You know what, Kevin Spencer, you shouldn't be uh you shouldn't be making those jokes, cause, um if the Y2K crash did happen, then the website that's hosting your webtoons is going to go down, and then where will you be?
1: <laughs> well, it already would have gone down by now because uh, Adobe Flash no longer works.
0: People, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, you jackasses. Mm-hmm. Pour no, one over. Poor one they're over Flash throwing animation.
1: Stones they're throwing empty beer bottles.
0: Em- yeah, empty liquor bottles. Ah. Um. Uh. So you, you you still couldn't think of a joke that made you laugh? Nope. I, I said, uh, I said mine before we started recording, but um, there's a, there's a bit at the end where the, there's an up with teens dance going on, which is like a teen positivity where they got like a speaker group to come in and talk about how they're all positive teen role, mo- role models. And when they're introduced, they go like, hi, I'm Chad and I'll wait till marriage. And, Hi, I'm Jennifer, and I love a smoke-free environment. And then the last guy that comes on is like, Hi, I'm the janitor, and I walked on stage by accident. Sorry, everybody.
1: And then he just leaves.
0: Yeah, and that made me chuckle, because, you know what? There's nobody There's nobody being pushed down a peg with that joke.
1: Yeah, it's just a, just a guy who's not where he's supposed to be.
0: That's a joke. That is a, like, punchline joke. That's nice. Like it's not just detailing the cocktail of drugs that that janitor is shooting up before he go beats his wife.
1: Yeah, no, that that janitor is just living a perfectly wholesome life, and he just stumbled onto a stage in the middle of the show, and he apologized for it.
0: That was the highlight of this fucking show. And it's
1: like in the last like three minutes of the episode, too.
0: That made me smile.
1: The show really makes you work for joy.
0: And then immediately, that smile was just knocked off my face after Kevin Spencer crashes into the auditorium with a trailer full of drugs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you never actually watched the show, huh?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Never saw a second of it.
1: No.
0: Did you know it existed before I mentioned it? Nope. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why you would have done this to
0: me. I'm, 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 I'm sorry for putting this into your life. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: you did it. Hey, did you know this show takes place in Ottawa?
1: I did. I did know that. Cool, huh? Sure. Uh, having lived in Ottawa for a year? Yeah. Yeah, that's about right.
0: Yeah, it takes place in Ottawa, Colorado. I mean, Ottawa, Ontario. I don't know why I said Colorado. Maybe another <laughs> show that takes place in Colorado. South of some park. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I am out of words. Um... Bad show.
1: Bad show.
0: I did not enjoy revisiting in *Scarecrows* uh, this uh, because, again, I have no attachment for it, and it just felt like this existed and disp- in its own little world. And I'm, I'm sad I had to visit that world.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I regret it. If this past hour has not taught you anything, and you somehow want to put Kevin Spencer in your brain. Uh, all of it is available uh, from upstream flicks on YouTube
0: as well as on 2b.tv
1: and uh, i think it it's still on Netflix in the states
0: <sighs> why for
1: some godforsaken reason
0: what do you think what do you think the legacy of kevin spencer is is it this podcast that we're recording right now
1: yeah yeah we we are accidentally reinjecting like a, mill, a milliliter of life into this rightfully dead show
0: because, well, like, through a lot of our, uh, these episodes that we record, sometimes we're not surprised at all by how little cultural impact the the shows that we cover have had. Sometimes uh, we are pleasantly surprised by how fondly people remember the, the show in question. Does anybody either A, remember Kevin Spencer, or B, care enough about Kevin Spencer to, like, Build a legacy for it.
1: I I don't know.
0: Like you found the one uh, fan fiction.
1: Yep, which means that there was a, like one cringy tween.
0: Like we found more. Uh, like we found more of the fan base for like everything. Like uh, Jacob Tutu, uh, even like I would say even quads um, spliced.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely found like some sort of footprint. Not not for Kevin.
0: I feel like this is going to be our least listened to episode and with reason.
1: Thank God.
0: Part part of me uh, just through the nature of the show. Part of me wants to say like at the end of the day I'm nevertheless glad that something like this exists.
1: I'm not glad that Kevin Spencer exists, but I am glad that someone's documenting it because we shouldn't be allowed to forget our sins.
0: There we go. That's uh, that's per- that perfectly uh summed up where where my mind was going with that statement. <laughs> Vulgar, crass, lowbrow, shit. Fun. This show. Mm. Well, sorry, everybody.
1: <laughs> I hope I hope you guys had more fun than I did. At the
0: at the end of the day, the stated purpose of Cartoon Network in Canada is to give you the fullest possible picture of. Canadian animation, and as we discussed, this is, this one's kind of important by how long it lasted, I guess. Sure. Like a plague. Like, it, it, it only matters how much damage the plague does. That's how you, that's how you get remembered.
1: Or forgotten. Because no one wants to talk about the bummers.
0: Yep. Well, that's going to do it, I think. Oh, any closing thoughts on Kevin Spencer? Uh,
1: I would very much like to close all of these tabs.
0: Okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Cartoon in Canada. We apologize. Uh, next one will be better. Next, next adult animated show will be better. It almost have to be.
1: It, I, it couldn't not be.
0: If you enjoyed what you listened to today, and I don't see how you couldn't, uh, please consider giving us a rating. Uh, a favorable rating on your podcatcher of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because that helps us reach the widest possible audience, as well as following us over on Twitter at Cartoon Night Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Cinema Creep.
1: And you can find me at Sylvie Skeletons.
0: And we're sorry.
1: Deeply, deeply sorry.
0: Our bad.
1: Bye!